Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thank you for these uh, blessings today, of a day off to spend with your family. Not Tom. Uh, blessings of spending all day in the garden drinking Aperol Spritz, but not Tom. No, I wasn't doing that. Because Tom has been slaving away. I've been working. Working. Working hard. Let's inaugurate this. Okay. We have evolved. Tell everyone what you're doing. We have evolved from the simple dark arts coffee drinking... We're going to love you and leave you. Pair of, pair of weak boys, and we have evolved into golden gods. So for anyone who isn't aware, we normally record this podcast at ridiculous o'clock in the morning, which means it's not socially acceptable for Tom to drink whilst we're recording. Not so. socially acceptable. <laughs> so he is absolutely beside himself right now because he gets to fuel his habit. Uh, yeah, His I've body been... weight is fallen on top of that amber crutch. That's, that is not true. If anything, I'm anemic. Old Shakes McGee over there. Old, <laughs> Sma- <laughs> Old Smacky Brown. I actually had um, heart palpitations last night, throughout the majority of the night, from drinking from the night before. Uh, Literally. Sorry, is that two nights in a row of drinking or just the one night of drinking? Yeah. Um, this question, is it loaded? No. <laughs> <laughs> just, I'm just trying to get a uh, timeline. I'm trying to get how a many, How many days has it been? Um, Where did you wake up this morning? Let me in a shop doorway, <laughs> covered in piss. Let me let me put this into perspective in sort of with an analogy that you'll understand. Um, if they were to X-ray my innards, <laughs> to be pickled, it would be <laughs> it would be like tankard dry humping my fucking liver. <laughs> um, it's been a while since I've had a break. Like yeah. a good break. A good break. I feel from like drinking. Or? I feel like rot. Yeah. I feel like absolute. Are you going to make it through this? Rot. Um, well, someone has to. <laughs> someone has to carry it, doesn't it? Anyway, um, yeah, I'm having yeah. a cheers. A golden ale. Cheers. What What are you drinking? Do I am you? drinking a uh, alcohol free nasal voice. So next, move on. Yeah. So I don't drink, and I especially don't drink uh, vice beers. So wheat beers. Uh, I'm not a fan of, but it's the only thing I have in the house, and uh, it wasn't even in the fridge, so it's going to be nice and right, <sighs> nice warm. and tepid. Come on, there, there we, go. we go. Nice. Would you like a drink? Cheers. 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 All the best. All the best to you. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Mm. There we go. <laughs> there we go. Have a beer with the lads before the lads. Realise you're not a lad. <laughs> mm. That tastes. Let's have a sip. Let's have a little sip of this. I don't know. Some of them, some of them are quite convincing. I did have a uh, red IPA earlier. Sorry, that's sweet. Um, it's very sweet. It's, yeah, it's very sweet. Not great. No. Lacking alcohol, and I want people to hear my addiction and go through it with me. Um, AA says you that fall that over be, your words. Yeah. <laughs> does anyone, does anyone love me? In fact, <laughs> um, what I have in yesterday, um, uh, I'm going to use this time to make a confession about my behavior yesterday when I got accidentally drunk. And usually people can't tell when I'm drunk or can't tell when I'm hungover, like okay. right now. So you're going to tell us about 
So Don't I did something yesterday because I completely into a frat boy. No, no, <laughs> I, I completely misread uh, my uh, girlfriend's request for something as a really aggressive demand. Okay. So we were eating pizza and just chatting, and then she <laughs> she said, "Oh, can you just pass me another slice of pizza?" Uh, <laughs> To which um, you I, put, you slammed down your Stella I, I literally did. I just <laughs> stared at her, and I was like, "Oi, get it yourself, princess!" <laughs> <laughs> and and then, and then she was you. looking for the napkins, and I was like, "I grabbed some, and I just gave them to her." And I was like, "Oh, there you are, sweetheart. There you look. We're getting dirty fingers. I want to wipe them for you." So, um, uh, partner for life, life partner. I'm sorry. <laughs> I realise that we're trying to get through this podcast as quick as possible because mm. this is not a normal, not a normal time to shine. And in fact, the sun is shining, so we probably want to get out as quick as possible and enjoy it whilst we can. Yeah, I mean, who are we? What are we? What is this? What like, is this? What is the purpose of what we're doing? There is no purpose. There is no purpose. There are. Yeah, I've been I've been desperately trying to promote this podcast the past couple of past couple of weeks both of us have yeah thank you and thank then you um and but then you have to just sit there and you go what's the point what is it what is what is the point what is worth? i'm pretty sure every week we've even in the first week we've discussed why are we even doing this? we've also discussed pretty much everything within our arsenal so it's now from now on no we're one. just going to be recycling um really half-baked jokes yeah, throughout the whole thing. Yeah, it's um, called running gag though. We have, we have, yeah, <laughs> uh, we have had our first um, real comment, not from a uh, a bot, but from dare I bloody say a fan. Who? Uh, episode three. Okay. Um, I can't remember her name, but she got in contact with us. Uh, hi out there, I'm sure you're listening to this one when it's released, and uh, she asked a question that I'm sure. Quite a fair few people have been, have been on, it's been on the tip of their tongues uh, since our induction a couple of weeks ago. Mm. The question was, uh, what song do you play at the start of the podcast? Well, number one fan, only fan. If you really were a fan, then you would have listened to our first episode where we would have explained that it is actually something of our own creation. So yeah, uh, there's your answer. Um, a thank you would probably... Yeah. suffice next time you want like, to well, write in fr- from them no, from them yeah 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 like thanks for thank the you. thanks for the answer yeah. and uh thank you thank you for uh, everything that you do for the metal community yeah. you're welcome you've helped you've helped me through some very hard times and in the past three weeks in the past couple of weeks like you know i've got deadlines or i've got um issues at home and um you give me a light reprieve of mm. the existence that is my terrible life. Yeah, that's one word for it, isn't it? Yeah. Oh, um, I've got a gift for you. Oh god. What is it? Let me just let me just get it. <laughs> He's currently reaching into his bag. Yeah, I realise I realise this notion. isn't I realise this isn't very good um audio content. No, dead air is a crime. <laughs> why? Why? Are we telling everyone why? Yeah, you are. Or why yeah. or what? So Tom has presented me with a a roll of of toilet roll of TP. Yeah, I I don't know why. why? Well, it's because um, when we usually do this show, it's usually first thing Sunday <laughs> morning, 
and I get up, I, I bathe myself thoroughly. Um, <laughs> Free scrubs. Yeah. Anymore. I, I might have a quick, I might have a quick bite to eat and then I head over to your house and um, you've got the dark arts coffee brewing, brewing on the go. smell it from, from down the street from down the street it is so potent yet so delicious you can smell it over the vomit in the street that of was, my own the, vomit yeah, on my, on from, my top from the night before um probably from consuming too much dark arts coffee i must admit um so then i get here and not only is dark arts coffee delicious but mm. it uh, acts as a very uh, effective laxative. <laughs> so I do end up uh, using a good chunk of your own teepee. So you're replenishing my stocks? Yeah, that's for you. So, so far... Well, what have you got me? I don't know how... I th- I've got you nothing apart right. from my time. Okay. I don't know, I don't know how dark arts are going to take us promoting their quality product as, as a diuretic. <laughs> <laughs> But that <laughs> toilet roll is definitely um, for you. We're going to at them. We're going to we're going to um we're going to take some direct quotes from this and uh, put it all over their Instagram. Yeah, they can't get away. They'll love it. They'll <laughs> bloody love it. Someone's got. Do to. you think they've even noticed us yet? No way. Are you crazy? No. I haven't even noticed us yet. <laughs> this episode not only is it most likely going to be shorter, but one would hope it's simply. Uh, Music we've been listening to. We're just going to tell you a little bit about what we've been listening to recently. We've decided to call this segment Choice Cuts. We're actually thinking about maybe kind of spinning it off from our usual programming. So hopefully in the future we might have our main topics, which we'll, we'll do a podcast every week. And then we'll do a little additional one. There won't be any news or that rubbish before. <laughs> um, so yeah, we'll probably be like... Half an hour long, maybe to an hour if you're lucky, if we're not lucky. Yeah. Uh, so we're just going to talk about some some albums that we've been listening to recently. Some of them are quite new releases. Some of them are quite old releases. But at the moment, we're just, we're experimenting with this podcast. We're trying to, we're like, we're like two girls at university. We're just, Why girls? We're experimenting. Why all, girls? All, all men. You're, yeah, we, we've gone through all ten seasons of Friends. We've run out of cookie dough. Now we need to um. Now we need to discover each other. I think you'll find that we are um, pathetic excuses for men. If people could see us now, I'm so glad that we don't stream this because we'd lose absolutely all cred I'm such whatsoever. A mess. You look. You do not look into this at I'm, all. I am. I'm down in the dumps. You look like you're suffering. I'm blue. <laughs> nah, I'm great. I'm looking you've forward got a, to, you've... I'm actually looking forward to this because the um the choice cuts that I have, not only are they recent trademark, you slow ass, <laughs> but um they're all fucking great. Okay, if you say so yourself. I I mean I do On say On the whole, so would you would you say that you probably have the best music taste of all your friends? Of all my friends? Yeah. Mm. Do I include my dad as my friend? Mm, no. I don't know. I've, no. I'm pretty sure we've already come to the conclusion that he doesn't consider you his friend. No. So. And also, well, that means I don't have any friends. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> no. Uh, we don't see each other outside of this, uh, outside of these four walls. So. Yeah. No, that, um, I don't, I don't gauge it like that. I don't take other I don't people. Know. I do sit there sometimes and look at my, look at my record collection and just go, 
This is fucking fantastic. Has, has anyone else it? got a boner? Yeah. <laughs> so no, just me. Yeah. Back to work. <laughs> uh, do you want to? Do you want to start with one of your choice cuts? Considering they're older. <laughs> Only one of them is old. Only one of them is particularly old. Um, so to begin with, my first choice is a record from 2016. So we're winding winding back a few years. Yeah, not really sure what's a, going on here. To a year in which most celebrities got offed by I don't know. It must have been government sanctioned the amount of the amount of them that we we're losing. Yeah, like, they watched um, they watched Contagion. Thought, well, this is this terrible. Is <laughs> That's terrible. So just kill me. Yeah, so the first record that I have uh, is a record by a Texas band called Eternal Champion, uh, their first album called The Armour of Ire. So I first got introduced to this band uh, by a good friend of mine whose music taste I sometimes respect. Sometimes I have to look at it and go, what is this? Uh, on first introduction to this band, I fear that that was actually one of those instances oh. in which I was just like, what the fuck is this? So I'm not a particularly big, or at least historically, a big fan of this style of music. So Eternal Champion are a epic heavy metal band. It's the epic, isn't it? I have no problem with epic. It's just how epic is contextualised within yeah. the style what of music. Is epic? epic? Yeah. So... Eternal Champion, uh, Band for Texas, they released their first record, The Armour of Aya, on No Remorse Records, which is a Greek record label, I believe, based in Athens. Uh, I had a look at their roster, and it is pretty much... Like power metal and yeah, stuff like so that. I'm not I'm not a fan of... I'm not a fan... Because when I think of the term epic heavy metal, my mind automatically resets to something like power metal yeah in which i can i can dig falsetto i can dig some tom Mariah style falsetto mm -hmm. um which this band has a little bit of um but it's not to the point in which it becomes gratings so the album is uh made up of eight tracks uh, it was the what well, the lineup for the record is made up of uh, Arthur Ritzk, who plays drums, uh, Jason Tarpe, I believe that's how you pronounce his name, who is the vocalist, uh, Blake Ibanez, who plays guitar, and Nugent Powers, I think is how you pronounce that name. Okay. So, do any of those names ring a bell at all? Uh, yes. Which one? The drummer. The drummer. Yeah. How so? Uh, just I think I've heard it before. <laughs> <laughs> so I was hoping that you would you would have heard Nugent of some of them Power. because uh, because They're, are they a bit of a supergroup? They are comprised of members from different bands and bands that I know that you appreciate. Okay. Uh, so Jason, I didn't actually know this. I know of Eternal Champion, but I didn't know it was comprised of. Yeah, so Jason Tarpe, I'm going to pronounce it that because I don't know whether that is. Yeah. yeah. So he is a member of the band Graven Wright, okay. who were about before this band. I think that they became eternal champion from Graven Wright. Right. Uh, however, uh, he is in tandem with this band, the, the, his other band is still going. He is the singer of the band Iron Age. Oh, okay. So the crossover hardcore thrash kind of chromags yeah. worship 
uh, band. They're really good. Kind of fly, kind of flew under my radar for a number of years. Uh, it was actually this record that made me go back and kind of reappreciate uh, Iron Age. Yeah. Um, however, uh, Blake Ibanez, who is a guitar player, so. <laughs> It was, it was just destined to be. Yeah. How many times have people made that joke, I wonder? Oh, entirely. He must be fucking sick of it. Yeah. I, wonder, gonna keep I, wonder going. if was, I wonder if he was born Blake Squire and had to work <laughs> his way up to Ibanez. <laughs> <laughs> so he is also of the band Power Trip. Oh, actually, I did know that. Yeah. Who are yeah. a phenomenal band. Yeah. I would probably say, when was... When was um, when, when was their last release? Yeah, when it was about was... 2000. I want to say 2016. I think it was 2017. It was a uh, new year. Around that year it came out, yeah, which we... was 2017. We yeah. actually brought in the new year a couple of years ago listening to... Power Trip. Yeah, listening to Power Trip. Yeah. And uh, it is probably... Swing in the Axe. Yeah, it is probably one of the best fresh records I've heard. I'll yeah. probably say in at least... The last five years, maybe. Okay. Probably further. At that time. Yeah. Thrash is coming back. Yeah. The other two members, um, Arthur Ritz and Nugent Powers, they play in the bands War Hungry. Uh, and they also play in uh, Summerlands. Which oh, This is really interesting. Which, yeah, I haven't had a chance. Actually, I only really got a chance to look into Summerlands this morning. So really? Yeah, so oh, they're a band mate. that I'm looking forward to, to finding out. You a should bit check more. them out. Yeah, yeah. I think they're on Relapse Records, if I'm, if I'm not mistaken. Um, that wouldn't surprise me. Yeah, I think that's right, because a band that I will be talking about mm. also comprised of people from from uh summerlands oh, really? um yeah then there's a lot of crossover stuff going on now between hardcore and um sort of old school new wave of british heavy metal tinged metal yeah. um so yeah they all seem to be drinking from the same fountain trough yeah <laughs> uh so arthur ritz who is the drummer also acted as the uh recording engineer and producer for the record and i believe that he came in a little bit after the rest of them so the album uh sorry sorry the the band had been in a bit of flux they've released a couple of eps uh which had garnered a really good response i think it was two eps and about three tracks in total following that they managed to sign to no remorse records arthur risk kind of stepped in and having read a interview with uh jason he goes on to say that it kind of reinvigorated the band and almost gave it this even though he's even though he's just a drummer he is also <laughs> <laughs> even though he's just a drummer he uh he did actually uh contribute quite a lot to the writing process of the record so i've been i've been listening to this record quite a lot i'd say since since early 2018, I don't think there's been a week in which I haven't listened through to it once. Um, and it is... Is that your autism coming out? Yeah, it's its like a, I'm a child. I just like repetition. As I mentioned, heavy metal, this kind of heavy metal is not something that I would tend to go to. I mean, it's reminiscent of bands like Man of War. Whoa. Fucking hell. Come on, mate. Go out. He's going to shit himself if you don't let him out. 
these guys kind of deliver such heavy hook laden music that it's very very difficult to kind of ignore like or your you're cat gonna, yeah would you shut the fuck up and i'm definitely with you here um regarding my tolerance for epic metal power metal mm. viking metal to a certain degree as well um usually i find it uh a little bit corny a little cheesy over the top which is what it's intended to do but there is something weirdly accessible about eternal champion yeah like i think it is potentially that convergence of crossover bands and acts and they've really honed their craft yeah the music in general is just fantastic the production's great mm. um in all, it's an it's an unbelievable record, and I think over time it's only going to mature. Um, and I, I I refuse to usually call something like a contemporary classic or cult classic or whatever. But I think over time, I think people are going to look back to this record and really appreciate it. Yeah. So Eternal Champion is my first choice, uh, and the song that we're going to be playing is the title track of the record. The Armour of Iron. Oh, 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 
actual music being played on an actual music podcast. (laughs) (laughs) That actually segues perfectly with uh, a very recent uh, release from a band called Magic Circle. Mm. Uh, This is uh, the album Departed Souls. Uh, Magic Circle are from Boston. They're on 20 bucks spin. Uh, They basically, they make some type of trad psych metal. Um, And it's got like these teasers of Sabathian doom in it as well. Uh, So they joined 20 Bucks Spin following the release uh, of their self-titled debut in 2013. It was their their first release for 20 Bucks Spin was actually uh, Journey Blind, in which they sort of further explored the outer limits of progressive hard rock um but it's not prog by any stretch but it is very progressive in its sound so i'd say like departed souls is i'd say a fearless tribute at the altar of 70s metal um so the likes of hawkwind black sabbath angel witch there's a bit of budgie and even kansas uh, in their sound as well it's, it's, it's even got like this sort of delicate footing um in the accessible rock of rainbow or even like i don't know like fleetwood mac or people like that i mean you could say it's it's like as a contemporary perspective that it it sounds like summerlands uh which is by no means a naive comparison considering it consists of members actually from summerlands Uh, and again much like eternal champion this is a bit of a supergroup, and usually supergroups do not work out well. No. Uh, but there seem to be a good swathe of them at the moment that seem to be collaborating really well and releasing really incredible material. Um, so this band is formed of members of hardcore bands like Mind Eraser and Rival Mob. Okay, um, both bands are incredible. I have a little bit of a beef with uh, the Rival Mob because uh, their one of their T-shirt designs. Um, when I don't know if they're still on Revelation Records or not, but uh, it was a Revelation Records patch on the back of the T-shirt that covered the majority of the back. Uh, it never failed to make me sweat, like <laughs> like buckets. I couldn't wear it. Well, you know, now we have a platform, you can just at them. Yeah, I'm sure they're aware. I'm sure they got those complaints through <laughs> on uh, Redbubble, whatever it is. <laughs> what is it, Redbubble? Redbubble? Yeah. I did order week. something off Redbubble. Did you? Yeah. <laughs> um, maybe they can be our sponsors. Yeah, maybe. Yes, please. Someone yeah. sponsor us. Oh, for fuck's sake. Um, so other bands Magic Circle are comprised of include um, innumerable forms and Doom Riders. Oh. Yeah. So uh, Brendan Radigan, uh, he's also a live member of Pagan Altars. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Uh, his vocal prowess throughout this the entirety of this record it's sort of akin to like Ozzy Osbourne and Rob Halford like trying to find one another in a pitch black room <laughs> did, <laughs> you, like, did you come up with that you? yeah <laughs> um so it was mastered by Andy Pierce um whose credits I'm gonna I'm gonna big up the the two engineers and masters but you'll you'll uh, you'll see what You're I mean. You're giving it to the little guys. Yeah. Uh, so Andy Pierce credits include Lou Reed, Elvis Presley and Jimi Hendrix okay. and Matt Wortham, whose um, credits include Black Sabbath, Thin Lizzy and Saxon. The caveat there being that they're remasters. 
So oh, they're not okay. a caveat because they're incredible remasters and some of the best that are out there. I mean, Andy Pierce alone is doing amazing remaster work, uh, but I don't think they were actually on the original creditations of the album. <laughs> so, um, so the, the group themselves, I don't actually want to be time-stamped. However, the production value with the aid of these engineers like uh, Pierce and Wortham, um, in general, is undoubtedly indebted to retro or vintage recording standards. It sounds incredible. It sounds like someone's unearthed a 70s metal record and it would have been one of the one of the cornerstones for the progression of metal. Mm. And it's only come out in 2019. It's literally incredible. Um, it's sort of nostalgic by nature, which might make the whole experience slightly reductive or kitsch. Like you might listen to it and think this is too throwback, uh, but it's almost too well-intentioned to leave this record feeling sceptical and cynical about it because it is just... In general, the riffs on this record are unbelievable and the vocal performance is incredible. Just everything from the production to the lyrics to the general intention behind the record as a whole it is probably one of the best throwback records I've heard for quite some time. Are you playing a track from that? Uh, I haven't heard back from 20 Bucks Spin, unfortunately, <laughs> because I didn't get in touch with their PR or the band. I got in touch with 20 Bucks Spin, and they probably just expect me to be like, where's my fucking record? So I haven't I haven't received anything. I'll probably get an automated... I actually did get an automated response. Um, but no... One of our customer service agents will be back with you yeah, in 24 I hours. I'm, I'm sure... I told them... Um, what time are you know recording this on British summertime? Yeah, and I, I did play that card. Like, do you, do you really think I need to waste my time waiting for an automated response? <laughs> so my second choice is a band from the UK. They're based in Cardiff, I believe. Uh, they are a band called Venom Prison. Uh, this is their second record uh, called Samsara, which is a follow-up to their first record, uh, Animus. I believe it's pronounced, from 2016. So Venom Prison are a very brutal, and I loathe to use the term brutal when describing death metal because it's become a bit of a... Um, it's painful. Yeah. It really is. It's exhausting. Yeah. So with this with this record, I did you get a chance to check out their first? Animus. Yeah. No, I didn't. I must admit, I'm quite late to the party with uh, Venom Prison. I've listened to this record, and um, as far as death metal goes, I think it's uh, pretty great. I really enjoy it. Uh, it's not without its flaws. No, um, absolutely not. I knew about this band essentially because the singer uh, Larissa Stupar, she came from a band called Wolfdown, who were a straight-edge hardcore band, who yeah. I saw a couple of times throughout mm. the years. Uh, who I was never really wowed by, to be honest. Did we have, did we play with Wolfdown? I played with them at Flufffest right, in 2012. Right. And I remember sitting there watching them being like, this really reminds me of someone. And then they went straight into a cover of Short Fuse by No Warning. And I went, oh, right, yeah, there, there it you is. go, there it is. Clang! Yeah. So they were... So Wolfdown were quite a, at least for me, uninspired 
uh, project. I they never they never really clicked with me. I'm not a huge fan of that genre of music to begin with. The whole slammy breakdown hardcore thing. I think there's only a handful of bands that actually do that well, and I don't think any of them are about today. Uh, so this is also this project is also made up from members of I believe from Brutality Will Prevail, who's another band that I just don't get. Like it's just not a, it's not a genre of hardcore. Surely, what existing members of? No, Brutality. I don't think any of them are still in Brutality Will Prevail. Um, and to be honest, on on both accounts. They they made the best decision because out of all three of those bands, Venom Prison, Head and Shoulders are, are above the rest of them in terms of great songwriting, uh, technical proficiency. It sounds like they've grown a lot, and you can actually hear it through the through the evolution of the records that they've put out so so far. Yeah. So Venom. I mean, Prison- I just want to. Uh- interject there and say sleep paralysis by brutality will prevail is actually a fantastic record if you say so it, it is it's it's very well done very well produced uh the theme like the motif around it is really really good but mm. i do agree with you venom prison seems to be the more realized and maybe the most mature thing that this collection of uh, musicians has done for a while at least you know when you listen to a record and you can kind of see you can kind of see the the you know the cogs and wheels turning, and you're like, oh yeah, I see how they wrote one of those records. And yeah. then you see a band that's incredibly, incredibly inspired, and in the 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 songwriting not necessarily is complicated or convoluted, but it is to the extent that you sit there and you kind of go like, how did they come up with that? Like that is especially with this record, not so much with their records before this. So. Uh, so they first came out with an EP called uh, Defy the Tyrant, uh, which I think came out 2015. Mm-hmm. And that was, you could see where they'd come from. So whilst it was a death metal record, it was still very much a fast-paced, hardcore record with kind of redeveloped vocals. I know that Larissa's voice has always been quite guttural. Uh, but she's obviously kicking it up a notch because she's moving from one genre to another. Uh, moving on to that, we had uh, Animus, which is 2016, which is getting there. It's it's slightly more within the spectrum of death metal. Uh, it's more stripped down and kind of bare bones thudding. I, d- I don't wish to use the term like Neanderthal metal or mm. that yeah. kind of thing, but it's not... It's not a thinking person's kind of metal, if you if you will. However, whereas Samsara is absolutely technically glorious, like there's unmistakable touches of death, of course, uh, but they've really redefined their writing process to everything in the kitchen sink kind of thing. It's not it's not conventional songwriting in terms of verse, chorus, verse, chorus. It's these slipping between different rhythms and different tempos yeah uh never there's some songs that you know will have a really great riff that it doesn't it doesn't seem to dwell on it it almost seems to kind of state its purpose and then it's straight out the gate into the next one and to be honest i think that that probably has something to do with the lineup so i know that for this record 
aside from Animus, they they have they have a different drummer now. And that was always a problem that I had with Animus was the fact that whilst it was great, it did kind of feel off slightly in terms of the tightness of it. Because with a band such as this, you need to be right on point. It's not like a not like a sleep style drone band where it's all about getting in the rhythm and you can kind of play a bit sloppily. You've got to have that pinpoint accuracy. And it was almost to the point of annoyance. Like if you're if you're sitting on a sofa and you look over at the over at the wall and you see a picture on the wall and it's just slightly off and it's just enough to annoy you that eventually you just have to get up and straighten it. That's what that was, where it's just like it's just not quite there, where it's really grinding on you slightly. Whereas this record is far better produced, far better written, and far better performed. Okay. Um, it's also worth noting that one of the things that makes them so impactful, and I think the reason why they haven't kind of just flown off into obscurity, because there's, you know, death metal bands are a dime a dozen whereas now you have to really do something i would say that's shocking a lot of a lot of death metal bands get their following from being shocking this is shocking but for completely different reasons that being that the band have a very particular agenda in terms of in terms of the lyrical content there's a huge amount of substance uh, behind the lyrics, it kind of it proves it proves a shift towards a more kind of socially relevant and important lyrical topics that the genre has kind of been devoid of before. Mm. So we're seeing in extreme music bands like Dawn Raid, uh, Neck Neckbeard, Death Camp, who yeah. I'm not yeah. familiar with, um, but they're both on uh, Prosthetic Records, okay. who uh, who've also put out Venom Prison's last two albums, and bands like Cattle Decapitation just to name a few. So death metal typically deals with kind of gruesome and horrific imagery, like images of gore and violence, and usually it's at the expense of women. So, I mean, it's it's uninventive and draining, and I'd probably say the worst perpetrators are perhaps annotations of an autopsy, if anyone cares to remember that band, who actively appear to take glee in depictions of horrific acts done onto women. Uh, that can only be described as, and I described this at the time, as wholly infantile yeah. and just boresome. Like, yeah. it just... I don't know what point they're trying to make. Who that... Who who does this kind of communicate itself to? Who's listening to these? Yeah. Well, they might fall back on that um, trope that um, Black Matalax... Uh, fall fall upon where it's um, we don't care about our political or social um, s- the political or social stigma against us because we're nihilists we don't mm. care so we can say and do what we want and that's the 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 sole point of black metal music which is again all well and good mm. but you are going to offend people yeah. so to have this introduction of topics of transgender and feminism is absolutely wholly revised. It's required. Yeah. It's it's, it's so essential. Yeah. Um, So they do, so Venom Prison do use the same imagery, but 
and it is shocking that they kind of skew it in the other direction to the point in which they vilify rather than celebrate the topics that they're... I mean, Samsara's not, a, like, for example, the aesthetics behind mm. Samsara is not gory. It's no, not gore. It's, it's harrowing. Anything. Yeah. The songs cover multiple topics such as transgender perceptions. Uterine industrialization looks at the commodity of mothery. So the idea of these rich uh, individuals from predominantly Western countries going into more impoverished areas uh, and using surrogacy. The whole point of this music is to challenge people. However, not everyone has stepped up to this challenge. Commenting, uh, commenting on their music on Last FM, one user said, fantastic music, garbage lyrics. Most times I don't care, but when communism, feminism or Satan Edge answers on a postcard, gets thrown in there, it just becomes a stupid meme at that point. I shouldn't be surprised, though. Lots of people are using the aggressive nature of death metal to cry and bitch now. But right. is that not him doing That's the him crying, crying and, and bitching. bitching? Yeah. And I think this is this is something very important. Apologies. I, just, I, I really need to address this, is that bands nowadays that... Sh- uh, don't have a biological bias, mm. i.e. bands that aren't all men, not only go toe-to-toe with any metal act, be it death, be it fucking epic, be it black metal, any band that consists of a varied lineup just destroys yeah. other acts creatively, um, sound-wise, um, they are the most forward-thinking acts that are mm. out there at the moment. And if we didn't address that, I think we would be doing the majority of the most forward-thinking bands disservice. at the moment a huge disservice. Yeah. So, yeah, so it's a great record, a really powerful record. Uh, it came out last month on Prosthetic Records. Very new for you. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, very up-to-date. I'm a bit of a granddad when it comes to music. I really <laughs> did try. I really did try with this one. So I would really, really recommend checking it out. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. yeah. Uh, next up, um, we've got Violet Cold uh, with the album Cosmic, spelled K-O-S-M-I-K. Cool. Uh, cool. It's a solo cool. project. Um from Azerbaijan's Emin uh, Guliev. Uh, it's self-released. Uh, it's the third record, if you account last year's trilogy of releases under the umbrella of Summer Morgan, uh, which all accounted for is 27 tracks long. So that was all last year. So okay, this I'll... guy's pretty damn prolific. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's not so much black metal, there's lots of different uh, inferences and nods to genres here. Uh, post-rock, post-metal, uh, definitely being one of them, which may, may make this album a little bit more contentious. There's a lot of space wood drum sampling in this as well. So it's not so much black metal as much as it is sort of black hole metal. Nice. Thank you very much. Um, it's sort of shoegaze for fans of Winterfellith. It opens with those uh, caricature tropes of post-metal. So it's got, it's got that sort of vapory ambience 
with quite techy drum samples. And it's it does still have that sort of church hall shaking guitar work to it. But everything is all very morose, very misanthropic, very intentionally sad, which might put some people off mm. from the get go. Um, Contact, which is the first track, it is in fact potentially the worst opening for a good record I've heard for a while. It really does distance at least my listening pleasure from the project as a whole because I really do back this record. But Contact, if you listen to Contact, it is a little bit too cliche, might I say. And I, I know that's a very lazy journalistic uh, catechism to say something is just cliche, but everything about this record is so well done, and especially the fact that it's self-released. And um, Emin, 100%, like, he cares so much about what he's doing. The problem with Contact in general is that it attempts to be effervescent or, like, abstract, but he comes across as a slight afterthought. I think that's the main problem with it. Uh, but uh, this record in general is much akin to his... Um, uh, 2017 release uh, anime uh, it's by by which it's quite a deceptively uplifting record despite all of the um, the sadness uh, surrounding it uh, Emin uh, has this sort of reactive knack of mastering the magnitude of both light and darkness in his music he does it perfectly um, and it he's sort of con contributed to the emotive pilgrimage of his records in that way. It's, it's almost kind of poppy, uh, this record as a whole. Um, I must say, there's not a great deal to say about this record other than you should go listen to it. And I mean this as a compliment. I like this record more than I dislike it. <laughs> and I, I know that sounds incredibly backhanded. Um, however, if these songs in general were crafted by less capable hands they would be a total mess. Mm. Like, they just wouldn't be very good. So it's like they'd be sort of a shambolic collection of quite flimsy sad metal. Um, flimsy sad metal. Yeah. That's but it's, be a, but that's genre. a genre. Um, but it's not. It's, it's deliriously triumphant. Um, it still sort of retains the tenebrous darkness of black metal. Uh, however, the, art, the artwork is unnecessarily plain. <laughs> I'm not a fan of the artwork, but I really do rate this record. Um, if you skip Contact, the rest of this record... and it, The thing is, Contact set, sets it up quite well. It has all of the elements that you will hear later on, but they're just explored with refinement uh, later throughout the, the, the whole of the record. And I, I think it's fantastic. And I do think Emin is a bit of a visionary. And I think he's going to be one of those solo black metal acts. That, um, even though it's not... In, it's not in, exclusively black metal he's going to be a musician within metal that we are going to be talking about and returning to year after year i mean he's incredibly prolific um and he seems like a really nice guy so the song that we are going to play from cosmic um is unfortunately uh the the title of it is the hardest uh one to pronounce <laughs> on, give it a run Mami Hlap Inna Tapai. Absolutely incredible song. Check you just out. offended someone in their name. Oh, I probably language. just offended. I'm very sorry, Emin. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Uh, but yeah, it's an incredible song. <laughs>
final choice for today is a band that's it's going to be very difficult to talk about these guys in terms of uh, a, a grander story behind the band because this is their first record. I highly doubt whether they're probably going to do much more after this, just given the just just given the nature of the two people who have kind of formulated this band. Uh, so the last record is um, a band called Tronos, uh, and the album is called Celestial Mechanics, uh, which was released on Century Media, I think, either last week or the week before. For anyone who isn't aware, uh, Tronos is made up of two primary members, which is uh, Shane Embry and uh, Russ Russell, uh, who are two individuals who have been lifelong collaborators so Shane Embry is a a bit of an institution unto himself in the metal community so he is the bassist of Napalm Death he's also a member of Lock Up, uh, Venomous Concept, uh, Born to Murder the World, Bent Sea and many many more uh, whereas Russ Russell is a producer who's worked with Napalm Death previously, uh, Dimi Borgir, uh, At the Gates, The Wild Hearts, The Exploited, uh, Evil, The Haunted. Oh my God, The Wild Hearts. <laughs> yeah. You hadn't thought about them in the best uh, so part long. of 10 Kerrang years. Like, at least 15 years, at least. Yeah, so they so they form up the core of the band. Joining them as well is... Uh, Dirk Verberen, who is a who is the new drummer for the band Megadeth, uh, previously of Soil Work, um, he joins them on drums. Whereas they also have a series of uh, of people who have contributed to the album, including Billy Gould, who is of Faith No More, uh, Troy Sanders of Mastodon, Dan Lilica of uh, Nuclear Blast, and Snake from Voivod. Okay. Uh, so it is quite a wide range of individuals contributing to the record. Yeah. Um, so in terms of sound, they are kind of almost a slightly mechanic kind of groovy metal. I'm just trying to think of the best way to explain them. So they have this kind of tall vibe where it's this experimental kind of polyrhythmic feel. As I mentioned, it is tech but not in terms of tech as in crazy tech death yeah not that it sounds literally like technology like and not in not in a nine inch nails industrial way in fact i'd probably say celestial mechanics is a distillation of exactly what it sounds like so it ranges from these operatic vocals and guitar melodies and then comes down to these low-tuned, almost mashuggery in the way that you can really feel these single-note riffs in which you can actually feel the, the almost the sound of the string curving up and down. So there's quite a lot of breath in between all of their riffs. So the song that we're going to play for you is the first track off the record called Walk Among the Dead Things. <laughs>
Okay, so uh, the last two from me, and then I do want to uh, have a moment uh, to address some honourable mentions of some other uh, albums that have come out recently that people should check out. They're equally as good as the ones that we've mentioned today, uh, bar like Sands, probably the eternal champion uh, records that we're still talking about in 2019. Uh, so the first record is by Hell Ripper, and it's an EP... Uh, Black Arts and Alchemy, which was released uh, on Reaper Metal Productions, uh, which is based in Cleveland, Ohio. And it's overseen by Reaper of Death Thrash Band, Crucified Mortals and Nunslaughter. He was the bassist for a long time in Nunslaughter. Um, he sort of engineered production for the likes of Exhumed Midnight, which is sort of like the darlings of um, metal at the moment. Played last say. week, didn't they? Yeah, they yeah. did. Yeah, yeah. Weren't there. No. Didn't get an invite. No. Did we metal? Did we metal? Metal in general. The metal community, we don't get invitations anywhere. Uh, and Witchcross. Uh, and a host of the, uh, he's also Reaper, this is. Uh, he's the host of the Hellcast Metal Podcast. So if you want a legitimate source of uh, metal knowledge, um, I'd recommend them. Cool. Over us. Um, so the project is headed by Aberdeen, Scotland's James McBain of Lord Rot and X, and X Rats of Reality. Um, I'm not sure whether this is his current age, but as far as my notes suggest, uh, James is 24. I'm not sure whether that is still his age or whether he's in his early 20s or mid-20s now. But James, if you're listening, uh, I think you are, because I spoke to you today. You think you will be listening. Uh, and I did ask... I, slightly begged uh for you to please plug this um take a fucking break mate <laughs> like you're making us all look bad yes yeah. 24 and he's one of the most prolific 24 yeah man and he's That's amazing isn't it? like he's killing you're killing us james <laughs> yeah have a have a sit down please so um hell ripper is sort of a manifestation of blackened speed metal uh, there's a greater speed dominance with the fundamental ingredients of black metal for that sonic parity. But don't let the blackened aspect fool you or sour your prejudgment or even deceive your initial expectations of this uh, EP because there's a real adroitness uh, to the release as a whole. It's um, tight as word safe erotic asphyxiation. Let's put it like that. <laughs> Um, it sort of carries the stylistic traits of early Bay Area thrash, so like bands like Exodus and Possessed and Vio Lentz, um, but also it has these like coy nods to new wave of British heavy metal and hard rock acts such as Motorhead and even a bit of Iron Maiden in there as well. Um, the blackened aspect of it comes from the production uh, as a whole, and also James's um, scream. He, he's an incredible screamer. Um, so following his debut in 2015, Manifestation of Evil, McBain has released two albums thus far, uh, Complete and Total Fucking Mayhem in 2016 and the highly esteemed Coagulating Darkness in 2017. A uh, handful of single released uh, in 2018, including um, Non-Fucking Armageddon 666 <laughs> and Vomit on the Cross. So this EP is discernibly cruder than that of, of uh, Coagulating Darkness. It's got a contemporary dark throne backbone with sort of a reanimated head of Lemmy 
on it. Uh, that's at least what I can hear from it. Um, so it opens with All Hail the Goat, which sounds like the bastard child of Kill 'em All Metallica. Kill 'em All era Metallica, sorry. Uh, and Bathory era Bathory. Um, in fact, um, it almost sounds like a reimagining of Hades from the 1984 self titled. And uh, that's genuinely what I get from uh, All Hail the Goat. McBain um, has now uh, fleshed out this monster of a project into a live show uh, having just performed at Roadburn in Tilburg uh, and he's on tour at the moment uh, as well so I wish him luck uh, with that and fingers crossed we'll be speaking to uh, James in the forthcoming weeks as well uh, this is really an incredible uh, EP uh, I can't recommend it enough which seems to be the common thread uh, throughout Choice Cuts <laughs> you would probably hope so wouldn't you <laughs>
uh, with a bit more of an extended appraisal, <laughs> if I if I have that jurisdiction uh, oh, of please, people that be are, my guest. of people that are far more creative and um, intelligent and intelligible than me. Um, We've got Waste of Space Orchestra with, with uh, Synthiosis. Do you know anything about this band? No, okay, no idea. Brace yourself because this okay. is going to be great. Um, so uh, Synthiosis uh, was uh, released on Finnish Indies Fart Records, uh, which is the drafty home of Winterwolf, Acid King, Bethesda, and a whole pizza of other acts. Um, it's a collaborative re- release from an amalgam of members of Ranzi Pazuzu and Dark Buddha Rising. What do you think about that? No word of lie. You're gonna you're gonna be furious when you get home. But I was just put off by a uh, by a message from your partner. <laughs> oh really? Yeah. What do you mean? Oh, she was she was commenting about us. Oh, really? In an Instagram. Okay, story. yeah. Uh, so the project originally was born out of a commissioned idea for Roadburn Festival. Uh, Synthiosis was performed at the 2018 festival in front of over 3,000 attendees. Uh, so the release is essentially this release is a lush studio interpretation of that performance, um, and around 10 performers involved with the release and uh, was mixed and recorded by Julius uh, Marunen. Um, or Moranen, sorry, uh, who also worked on Aranzi Pazuzu's Varahetilia, uh, I believe is how you say it, which, in my opinion, is still one of the most inventive uh, and innovative metal releases uh, of the past five years, I'd say. Um, it's a concept record uh, recounting three individuals that, uh, in the journey towards enlightenment. Uh, whilst I believe... Citing press releases is a bit of jaded journalism, of which I am one, a jaded journalist. Uh, I I think it's uh, only appropriate to illustrate the hyperbole uh, of this record's arc, uh, which I will only briefly touch on. So the press release outlines the individuals that are spoken and addressed in the record as the shaman, uh, and he is seeing uh, oppressive, oppressing visions from the bleak future of mankind. Then you've got the seeker, um, he is, or she, uh, is searching for the truth from unknown dimensions with secret methods. And then you've got the possessor, uh, which corrupts the other, the other individuals, manipulating them into his own sinister plan. And that is a he. Um, a ceremony ends up uh, in the opening of a portal, which sucks the three beings into an alien dimension, which is populated by brain mutilating color storms and ego diminishing audio violence. <laughs> Uh, eventually, the three are, fa- are forced to reach equilibrium and melt their minds into one collective consciousness. <sighs> wow. Those are words. Those are words Those are that make sentences. Yeah. So beyond that sort of very melodramatic narrative, the music is a defamation of darkened prog. Um, it's sort of paradoxical doom, a type of uh, unhinged sludge in a way that leans on the prowess of its players to maintain a sense of sort of control and discipline uh, in the record um of which it really can run away with itself like if you listen to this record you do think at times it's pretty unhinged um it's kind of very psychedelic mm. again might put people off um like it's sort of like falling into a catatonic state and then being force-fed pingers. 
<laughs> Do you know what I mean? Just to, so you're completely lost and then you're like, you're reanimated, your body's sort of reanimated again. Um, there's the sonic breadth of Earth at play with... There is a complexity to it as well that you'd usually hear from a Ranzi Pazuzu record. Um, and it is very intricate. And again, that might be quite off-putting for some metal fans. Um, the production's quite restrained. It's almost distant. Uh, like the whole thing is like a big, big echo. Um, or kind of like the after effects of an atomic, atomic fallout. Um <laughs> from like hundreds of miles away and it's like slowly rushing towards you. It sounds incredible. I don't know how they were able to achieve that. Probably reverb. Yeah, probably. <laughs> um, it's certainly not for everyone, but what is? Indeed. Do you know what I mean? So the song we've chosen um, is, so the song we've chosen is uh, Journey to the Centre of Mass. So brace yourself for this one. Buckle yourself in. <laughs> Buckle yourself in. It's going to be a bumpy ride.
Finally, just to close uh, this episode of Choice Cuts, um, a few honourable mentions. Uh, Thadis, a Thadis one, is a self-release from Parma in Italy. It's like stoner-tinged sludge doom. Uh, they're a three-piece instrumental band, and they make a fucking racket. Um, it's sort of like neurosis mixed with yob. It's, it's, it's amazing. Really, check it out. I think you can only you can only check it out on Bandcamp at the moment. But um, it's on YouTube as well. Is it on YouTube yeah. as well? Brilliant. Okay. Um, Ibex Angel Order uh, and Untar. Uh, are two separate bands, both on uh, Haydn's Heart record, which I think might be my new um, wormhole uh, of a record label. Um, the, my You're only concern, my only concern is is pagan black metal. So okay. I sort of need to investigate it a little bit more and its legitimacy. Yeah, by the sounds. Do you know what right, I mean? Yeah. Uh, people should check out the Nucleus Records entity. Um, it's kind of. Um, techie death metal which usually is something I'm not really attracted to but it's it's pretty well done it's very very loud and heavy mm. so it's great uh, Throne of Evil um, Orator that's another one and we were going to talk more about Nun's Damp Chill of Life uh, but to be perfectly frank it's receiving a lot of attention for all the right reasons right now. So they, so don't, they don't need, need any more. No. no, they definitely don't need us. It's a very <laughs> solid uh, misanthropic black metal record. None of these bands needed us either. In fact, no one needed us. We need us them. afterwards saying, can you take this down, please? We're going to get served a <laughs> cease and desist. Yeah, we need you. We need to at you. That's what we need you for. <laughs> cool. So that closes us off for our first choice cuts. Yeah. Uh, as we um, mentioned, we'll probably probably spin it off in the next in the coming weeks uh i think it is worth having obviously we have our honorable mentions but i think it is worth mentioning a few historic records because i think that there's probably a few that needs to be brought to people's attention yeah i mean i have no qualms with that i mean it might seem uh a bit backwards it might seem a little bit like one member of one host is carrying the other um (laughs) but you know We've all got a we've all got a cross to bear. Have you uh, have you guys heard this record called uh, Number of the Beast? <laughs> no, please <laughs> tell us about it. Not now. <laughs> cool. So, so um, yeah, where can they find us, Matthew? So they can find us on Instagram at X in Ferris Podcast. They can find us on Facebook at X in Ferris Podcast. The podcast is available on SoundCloud as well as the iTunes podcast app uh we also have a email address as well very uh, important please yeah. utilize it abuse it yes so it's x in ferris podcast at gmail.com uh if you want to send us any questions or give us a heads up of things that we should be covering promos yeah absolutely please do send them through um we'll try our best to get back to you as i'm sure they'll be flooding in after we'll get back one. to you instantly we have nothing else to do no. Sitting there, Our waiting. Nails have, nails have grown out. <laughs> Sitting there, waiting just to hear. <laughs> uh, yeah, so. Oh, God. One. I think we should probably come up with like a little sign off. This is we do, Tom and Matt signing we, off. Because we do end this podcast with a very awkward. Thanks. Yeah, now, that's you. Now, fuck it. I'm going <laughs> home. Thanks. See ya. <laughs>